Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome to Dilly Ding Dilly Dong, the Leicester Mercury's Leicester City podcast. I'm Rob Tanner and I'm at the King Power Stadium with James the Sharp End Sharp, my colleague from the Mercury. And we've just attended uh, Claude Puel's uh, pre-match press conference for Burnley's visit to the to these uh, to this stadium in a couple of days' time. And uh, James, it was uh, another interesting press conference. Um, start with the team news, shall we? Uh, yeah, we can. Um, it's the same team news that has been the team news for the past, God knows how many weeks now. So the two players that are out, still out, are Robert Huth and Matty James. Huth with well, either an ankle injury or a recurrence of a foot injury that kept him out last season, and Matty James with his Achilles problem. And while a few weeks ago they talked about December as a potential return date, that doesn't look like the case really, because from what we can gather there not really training with the first team squad much um, and Powell says when that happens they're still going to have to go through a lot of rehab a lot of under 23s games a lot of training sessions before we see them back on the field again so still a, still a long way off for those two yeah he did say today didn't he that he's no wiser when no. they can return I saw Matty James after one of the games a few weeks ago and he said that um, he he was hoping yeah. uh, to get back into full training uh, after the international break, but obviously that isn't the case. They're, they're taking the time with him. I think with his history, got, that's very wise to do, to take your time with him. I know it's frustrating for him, having missed best part of two seasons yeah. with a very serious knee injury and subsequent problems. Um, you don't want to rush this guy uh, back and, and and make it even worse, but uh, it must be very frustrating for Matty. Yeah, we talk about it a lot, don't we? He's not only because he's such a... He's such an impressive footballer when he is on the field, but also he's the kind of, just the kind of lad he is. Well, you never wish injury on people that aren't nice lads, but Matty's, Matty's a great lad. But he's, he's always willing to stop and have a chat in the mix zone, and he's worked so hard. He was so frustrated when he had to miss Leicester's title win that of anyone that kind of deserved a bit of fortune, a bit of luck, it was Matty, but once again, he hasn't had that. So that is the concern. But like you say, it's important that they give him there's much time as possible to get over this injury for good because he's still he's still a young player he's still got plenty plenty left in the tank but you need to make sure he comes through that okay uh, let's talk about the one player that is returning yeah. missing Tuesday night Christian Fuchs missed the game against Tottenham Hotspur because his uh, wife had just given birth to his daughter uh, congratulations yes, Fuchsie congratulations to Christian and uh, lots of sleepless nights ahead uh, but will he get back into the side? Is the question we're we're asking because uh, Ben Chilwell was outstanding against Tottenham, wasn't he? He was. He, he was. Yeah. Um, it would be incredibly harsh on Ben Chilwell if he loses his place for the visit to Burnley because there wasn't much he could have done more in that game against Tottenham. Going forward, we know how how good he is going forward. We saw it against as a wing back against Atletico Madrid, and we've seen him play on the wing this season as well but at fullback he, he was excellent bombing forward Spurs didn't, couldn't really touch him when he got into full flow and even defensively I thought he was excellent as well which is the area where there are sometimes some question marks over him so 
I think he should be in on Saturday. I think he should be given a chance to a chance to keep performing well there. And if if it means nail down a position and get and keep Fuchs out the side, so be it. I think Christian would be realistic enough to yeah. understand that as well. You know, he wouldn't. He would be in no doubt that uh, Ben performed particularly well in his absence on on Tuesday. And that's that's the nature of football. If you come out and somebody comes in and does the job. They retain the place, they retain the shirt, and it's up to Christian then to, to fight to get it back. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it really is really just boiled down to that. And I think Ben has had to wait a long time to be given his chance. It, when you're behind a, a fullback of the quality of Christian Fuchs, then patience is something you're going to have to have, and Ben has had that. So I think it's only fair that once you do get your chance and you do perform to the level that, that Ben did... That he, that he keeps his place. Let's talk about another youngster uh, that uh, has emerged from the academy. Hamza Chowdhury was mm. given his Premier League debut as a substitute against Spurs. Uh, it surprised quite a few people because City were sort of hanging on. Uh, surprised Hamza. Yeah, exactly. I know you spoke to Hamza after the game yeah. and uh, it surprised him as well because you would uh, would have thought um, that Claude Pure would have turned to his bench and picked out the experienced figure of Andy King to come in and hold that midfield. But uh, he's been explaining that decision uh, today, hasn't he? Why he chose Hamza over Andy King? Yeah, he did. Well, start with Hamza. He, he himself said that uh, when I spoke to him after the game, he said when as soon as Tottenham scored and Leicester were hanging on to try and see the game out, he said that he thought that would be it. that would be it for the game. He could just sit and watch the game and he expected not to play any part. And then the next thing you knew, Puel was turning to him and telling him to get his kit on, and he said he was scrambling around trying to get his stuff together, and Puel was telling him to, to hurry up essentially um, to come on and make his debut which is a huge show of faith from a manager in the most crucial point of that game against a team like Spurs to come and see the game out for the Premier League debut is a massive show of faith Puel was saying he said his press conference was talking about how King is a quality player but what he wanted was he said he wanted feet like Okazaki was the phrase he used, mm-hmm. which essentially means he wanted the energy that Okazaki yeah. brings. And obviously Shinji's batches had run out from running around for however long. He wanted that kind of energy and defensive ability to to press the, uh, the Tottenham uh, attackers, win the ball back and keep the energy levels high for that, that last 10 minutes. Yeah. Which he, he did. I mean, he, he struggled a bit when he first came on. He looked a little bit unsure of his positioning in that kind of Shinji role but I thought after a while he settled in and made a great tackle on Harry Kane which was which was crucial and I always had a huge show of faith and, and hugely promising for the future Well that's exactly I mean we talked about it, the word promising and Pure uses it in every press conference really promising for the future um, and he was asked about uh, other youngsters coming through and uh, using them and he said oh, he admits it's very hard to do so in the Premier League because of the pressure to deliver results means you need a lot of experienced players but he says they are our future they're the future of the club to bring these youngsters through so Hamza's come in now and, and made two appearances and I, I imagine there'll be other lads now looking up thinking wow I've got a chance here yeah if like, I can... Josh Knight George Thomas yeah exactly there's a couple there uh, you know, Elliot Moore when he comes back from his loan at Louvre might think well you know they're a bit, might be a bit short at centre back if Robert Hoof's injury continues to to go on and you know rules him out um, then uh, you know, opportunities fan, if you're a Leicester fan and you hear Puel talking in those terms that's, that's music to your ears as a Leicester fan he wants to see young players come through and he's honest enough there in there to say I, re- I really enjoyed his answer actually by saying look it's difficult to play young players because we're under so much pressure as Premier League managers to get results to stay in the league 
it's difficult, but he said, but from my point of view, part of my job, not only is managing the first team, it's my job to, to develop the young talent and develop the, the future of the club. That's great to hear as a, as a, as a, as a fan. I bet, it, I bet it was music to the ears of John Rudkin as well, the uh, director of football, has to negotiate all these big transfer deals. doesn't have to do that if they're developing youth and they're bringing them through, so uh, that'll be music to his ears too. Um, Burnley on Saturday, obviously a fantastic result against Spurs. It was put to him in there that they now have a run of fixtures which they think, wow, we can really do climb the table. Yeah, what is it? It's Burnley, uh, Newcastle, Southampton and Palace. Palace, yeah, in the next four. Um, But he was very cautious and he shot that one down very, very quickly. Any sort of sense of, oh, it's all right, lads, we've only got uh, Burnley on Saturday. Yeah, he said, I'd be very careful before you start talking in those terms. And he's right, isn't he? Look Look at Burnley, who you... You, you they're above Spurs in the table. They're sixth, yeah, they're sixth in the table. You look at and only a few points off off the top four. I mean, you, you look at Burnley and think, oh, they're, they're a small side, recently promoted, well, not long promoted, and yeah, they should be okay, especially at home. But then you look at their away record this season, and they've picked up almost pretty much as many points as, as they could do away from home against some pretty big clubs. And Powell said he said that, that he said it was a quite nice line he used. He said it's the same players but a different team. Mm. And which is not they've improved so much under under Dyche and they're going to be a difficult test. Chris Wood is is on fire for them. Who when he was here was probably it wasn't quite ready for the Premier League. Where he was here, he's gone away and come back, and he's now now a, a top class striker. To be fair, he wasn't really given much of a chance. No, true. Because they just signed Leo Ujoa, uh in that window in that transfer window before their uh, Premier League debut. Yeah, it was another, fourth choice, wasn't he? Yeah, nine, another tall centre Yeah, so he didn't really get a look in. Uh, but obviously he's taking his chance now, uh, having uh, really redeveloped his career in, uh, at Leeds United before going to Burnley, and he's, he's looking like a, 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 he's going to be a real threat, a real handful. I, I, I really liked um, Puel's, um recollections of his time facing Burnley with Southampton. He said the one game, they had 20 to 25 shots on goal, and uh, Burnley had two or three, and they lost 2-0. That was a bad day. <laughs> that was a bad day. So they know... They know what they're going to be in for. They know what Burnley are about. They're defensively incredibly strong. Uh, work very hard. Very well organised by Dyche. I'm amazed, actually. You know, we've had some uh, high-profile vacancies come up in the Premier League, uh, Everton most notably, and nobody seems to have gone for Dyche. I mean, I thought um, Dyche was going to be uh, on on the list. Well, I know he was on the list, but they didn't go for him in the end uh, when this job was a vacant. No, it's it's surprising, isn't it? I mean, you look at him and also the likes of like Eddie Howe at Bournemouth. And I was reading a, I don't know what, where where it was over the weekend, a, an article where it talked about how Dyche and, and Howe kind of get overlooked because it, the, the phrase they use was normalising overachievement. It's like they overachieve with, with small clubs so often that it almost looks normal and looks mm-hmm. natural what mm-hmm. they're doing. It, it, it doesn't look as great an achievement as it is for the for the managers of clubs like that. Dyche, for all his moaning and groaning about having no money... Leicester being the market leaders and all that kind of nonsense when Leicester and Burnley were battling in the Championship. He's done an exceptional job at Burnley mm. Mm. Um, on a very... Well, I say a shoestring budget, they spend quite a lot of money now, so well, yeah, I'm, not any, I'm not having any of that. No, no, I don't think he'll... Uh, we'll like but, um, but no, he, he, like you say... I don't know whether people perceive him as being people perceive him as being a keep you up manager that can't progress your club. 
because that isn't true because he's progress he's progressing Burnley at the minute into a into a top eight club. Yeah. So yeah, I'm surprised by it, and he's he's done very well there, and and his team will be difficult when they come here. Well, let's talk about a landmark, a possible landmark yes. that could take place on Saturday for Jamie Vardy. Yep. One away, isn't he, from 50 Premier League goals. And he'd be the first Leicester player to score 50 goals in the Premier League. That would be another fantastic landmark for him, wouldn't it? Yeah, it would. And there's no no other player, really. I can't think of another player who, who deserves that milestone as much as Jamie for for, the, for what, he's done, what he's done for the club, for the... For the commitment he's shown to the club um, a couple of seasons, summers ago with, with the Arsenal interest, and just everything about him embodies the spirit of Leicester City and the way the way the club is, the way the fan base perceive the club being the kind of in your face, against all odds, battling, scrapping, foxes never quit attitude. Jamie embodies that. And as Puel said in his press conference today, is a pretty much a complete striker. And he gets. I was, well, I was looking at this. I was looking at this the other day. In that his record against the big clubs is brilliant. He scored twenty goals now in thirty-nine appearances against the top six. Compare that to Lukaku, who scored five goals in thirty-eight appearances. And Lukaku is seen as this mm-hmm. top-class seventy-five million-pound striker. Vardy's record is similar to Kane's over against the top six. Vardy is so underrated by people outside of Leicester who just see him as being this. I run fast and I work hard. He's not. He's a brilliant striker. Well, funny you should say that, James, because that's what, exactly what Claude <laughs> just said in the press conference that you've sat through. <laughs> he said he is. He believes he is the complete player. Although in the broad, in the embargo section of the press conference, yeah, expand on that slightly. Yes. Yeah, so you'll have to uh, check back on the Mercury <laughs> website on Friday evening to read that, and it's a little contradiction to that. Uh, but he did say in the open section of the uh, press conference that he thinks Vardy is now the complete player because he can hold the ball up, he can link play, he can bring pl- uh, people into into the game, but he can also get still get in behind. You can play direct or you can play uh, through the middle with him. Yeah. Well, we we mentioned that in the press box against Tottenham. We were, we were mentioning how. His hold-up play with his back to goal was looking sharp, and, look, and that's an area where he's improved quite a lot. Oh, yeah, absolutely! That was the one area he identified when he came to see that he needed to improve. Because I remember in the championship when he first came and he struggled to settle. Um, the ball was bouncing off him whenever it went up to him, and that's when he started having his doubts about whether he was going to make it to that level. And he worked really hard on his own physicality so he could hold off defenders. Uh, and you can see his touch has really come on as well now. He's uh, he, he can bring people into play. He's an international footballer. Yeah, so, and rightly so. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, he's, and he scored goals on the international stage as well. I mean, that goal he scored against Germany, that back-heeled flick. If that had been Harry Kane scoring that goal, or a player from a bigger club perceived as a, as a bigger player scoring that goal, they'd be eulogising over it. And that, finish, the goal against Spurs. A goal against Spurs is a, is a superb finish, and technically so difficult to do. So there is so much more to Vardy's game than just running fast. Yeah, I hope he gets to that uh, 50 mark uh, sooner rather than later because that would be a wonderful achievement to be the first Leicester City player to reach 50 Premier League goals. Uh, there was a bit of news as well in the press conference. Rio Mahrez, the transfer window is only a month away now. We're about to go into December. Uh, so a month away before all the fun begins again. Oh, yeah. And... Uh, uh, Riyad Mahrez no doubt will be mentioned uh, on a daily basis yeah. during the transfer window Pure was asked again today about Mahrez about wh- whether he thinks he can keep him 
Uh, what did he say? Well, he just said he said he wanted to. He's, well, he said he's best player. He's my best player. Yeah, he says. Yeah, he said it before. Isn't he? he said Mares is his best player along with Vards, and he said, "Yeah, my, my focus is on the next game." Blah 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 blah. But he's one of the best players, so I would like to keep him. And well, let's hope he does. I mean, that that will be the story of the sub of, of the January transfer window, following mm-hmm. his public statements in the summer, or rather his or his representatives' statements in the summer. Him spending transfer deadline day in some nondescript airport, hoping mm. for a phone call. Now, under fellow French speaker Puel, all the noises coming out from Puel and also from Mares himself is that he's happy and he's enjoying his football here. But he said he loved the club. He did, yes. He said he loved the club. So uh, we'll and, see. And as long as he keeps scoring goals like he did on Tuesday night, yeah, that was the, a the stunning. Club, then the club will love him too. That was a stunning finish. It was a typical vintage Mares finish, wasn't it? Well, yeah, mean, God knows why Vertonghen kept showing him inside. Well, no, you all know you, you keep him out wide, don't you? On his right foot, not letting him come in inside on, on left. I mean, he did, I remember he did it so many times during that title winning season. Uh, Chelsea, and I think he did against Stoke, and you know, it's it's a, it's a typical Mares finish when he gets one on one with the defender. That was the key, wasn't it? Because we see so many times he gets doubled up on now and tripled up and tripled yeah. up now. But this was an occasion where he managed to get a defender isolated him in a one on one situation, and then he just showed what, what he can do in those situations well all those stories are now on the Mercury website yeah, and will be soon anyway and uh, we'll be running lots of more stories on our Facebook page as well uh, all the stuff coming out of today's press conference there's more as we build up to the game on Saturday and uh, we'll have a live blog that James will be running on Saturday during the game if you want to interact with us and discuss Leicester City during the game and uh, oh don't forget beer52.com we've got a special offer with them you can get a free case of eight beers from around the world all you got to do is go on the website beer52.com use the tagline Leicester to register and then you can be enjoying those beers and all you got to do is pay for the posting and packing so thanks for listening to us and uh, we'll see you next time